Welcome to C-Suite Radio. Welcome to Mitchell Levy Presents AHA Moments. Mitchell is a thought leader, entrepreneur, and TEDx speaker who helps you think big and lead an authentic life. Each week, Mitchell gives leaders the inspiration they need to make a greater impact and share their genius with the world. Now, here's Mitchell Levy. Hi, Mitchell Levy, global credibility expert. And I love the series that I'm doing with Josh Jones on Grow Your 1099. It's focused on door-to-door selling. And we have a special guest, long-term friend of mine, Michael Caruso, uh, one of the, actually the first biz dev guy for IMDb, uh, has been involved with the internet and so many amazing things. And this show is on selling and business development and the types of things you need to do to be successful long-term. Michael is so worth listening to. There's so many aha messages in here. And uh, it's just a nice compliment to what we're doing with uh, Josh Jones and and door-to-door selling. So let me know what you think. There's going to be tons of things for you to think about, share, uh, transform your life. And certainly when you get a moment, subscribe to this channel. Thanks so much. Bye now. Hi, Mitchell Levy, global credibility expert and co-host with Josh Jones. Josh, Sorry. awesome, man. I'm, uh, you know, I was so excited to, to have Ben Gay III uh, as a guest, a living legend as, a, as, as probably the, the, the number one living closing legend in the world at the moment. And then and then we get Michael Caruso. So I'm kind of excited. Michael, thanks for joining us. Well, thank you for having me. I'm not sure I live up to uh, Ben Gay or Zig Ziglar, but I'm here to uh, shed the light of anything you'd like to, uh, you'd like to share. Well, dude, you've done some amazing things. You're, the, the relevance here is you are a closer in the B2B space. You're a guy who, uh, I, I, the book that I really love, and we covered the book, I think it was like episode two or three in Selling the Wheel. You're, you're this falcon, right? You look over the territory, you see things that are happening, and then you, you paint a picture of where the world's going to be. And then you bring a company, in many cases, which has zero revenue, to something that's pretty sizable. Do you want to talk about just a little bit background of, of uh, Michael Caruso? I was very fortunate to be involved in the early days of Web 1.0 in the internet advertising world. And I worked for a company that many people probably know, the Internet Movie Database, or the IMDB to all the folks in Hollywood. Um, and I was fortunate. Um, it only took me a year to sell the Hollywood studios their very first advertisements. And, and how I did that is I educated them and I built their trust. I sent them research. I explained to them how the internet was important. And, and I did reach to the sea level. Um, I spent a lot of time reaching to the, their agencies and selling advertising at lower levels, but I found that eventually I had to talk to the CEOs of the studios, and that's how I got stuff closed. And it was it took a long time, and I built the only reason I got to them was building trust. And eventually, we sold the company to our first advertiser, which was Amazon, on an idea I came up with was combining the databases. If you looked up a book back then, they sold only books look up a book to see when, if there was a related movie and you combine the databases and therefore those people who read the book might want to watch the movie or watch the movie. 
read the book. And that was a very logical thing to me. And I went to barnesandnoble.com and Amazon to buy a $30 million sponsorship. But um, Amazon said, no, we don't want to buy a sponsorship. And I was like, what? They said, we want to bid on buying the company. And so that led me to another like a number of other internet startups, which we took from zero to whatever, including a company that went IPO called theglobe.com at 990 the first day, like we were talking about earlier, or it was a huge IPO. And, um, you know, it's all about, in my opinion, it's a lot of it's about trust and also being a leader and in, in, in an authority on, on your subject matter, being an expert. Like Josh is probably an expert on a lot of things that I, you know, understand at a high level, but solar isn't I mean, a solar panel and a battery and that stuff. People need to understand how it works in order to purchase. Mm -hmm. That's something we were, we were talking about earlier in door to door specifically, you have to build a very high level of trust to close a deal. You just, you have to build it. It's it, like you said earlier, it's little by little that you build that trust. And so I just, I want to know like, what were some of the specific things that you did um, to gain trust early on in that process to eventually get to the, the decision makers, to the, to the C-level execs? Mm -hmm. Well, number one, I was persistent <laughs> and never gave up. I heard no a lot. No, we don't need you. And I said, no, we don't need this thing, especially if, they are, if you're selling something brand new. Um, we don't need the internet. The internet is not useful. We have television advertising. We have billboards. We have magazines. Why should I use this internet thing? And I kept going. Oh, what, which, which, by the way, just for those younger people <laughs> who, are, who are listening, watching, that actually is surprisingly true. Uh, you know, Michael and I were around in Silicon Valley during a point in time where we saw it, those of us in the Valley, and, and most of the rest of the world, not all, but most of the rest of the world just thought we were being absolutely silly. Yeah, they thought it would never be monetized. It was useless. It was just a toy. <clears throat> and um, it, was, it, was, it was kind of humorous to, to in a way. But then the big research houses came about. Fort Jupiter, Forrester, there were research houses that did research. So I bought every research report I could get. And I sent care packages to the CEOs of all the uh, Hollywood studios and big brands. Printed out so old credibility, just, just to be on the side, your third party credibility pushing the point of what you're doing, right? Beautiful. Yeah. Like this isn't going to go away. But still, a year later, they weren't buying. Or maybe eight months later, nine months later, they weren't buying. So I started calling the assistants, the EAs, the executive assistants that work for the CEOs. And I said, I'm coming down. I'm going to be in your neighborhood. I'm meeting. And I was at the same time still talking to the ad agencies who buy the advertising. But they were just blowing me off because everybody were buying back then, AOL, Yahoo, whatever very popular site there was. And we were this little film niche site that no one wanted to hear, even though everyone in Hollywood used it. So through a series of meetings, I found out that the CEO of um, Sony Pictures had the Internet Movie Database as his homepage. And that's back in the days when, or still to this day, when you pull up a browser, it was Netscape then, pull up a browser, a homepage came up, and that was what your favorite site, michaelcaruso.com, for example. Um, but of course. Of course, yes. <laughs> yeah, we, did, we, we all did something like that. <laughs> <laughs> so we have a site here, IMDB. So this guy... 
Hello. Do we lose yeah, you? yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was a slight delay, but keep, keep talking. Okay. You're doing great. So, so, so this gentleman, I found out, was using the IMDb as his homepage. So I went in there and I go, this is it. I'm done. I'm either going to close a meeting. He's, I've built rapport. I sent him research. He trusts me. I know his, who his family is. I know his assistant. I've been in his office four times. I met with his agents, agency 20 times. I've had it. So I talked to the assistant beforehand. I said, his homepage is the IMDb. That's great to know. So I called the founders of the IMDb and I said, listen, I've got an idea. I'm going to tell them we're going to block all the studio's IP addresses unless they buy some advertising. And we're going to set up a professional version that he's going to have to pay for. Well, today they have a professional version, but back then we didn't. And they said, really? I said, yeah, I'm going to play some poker. I'm sick of it. So I go in there and I say, listen, what's your homepage? He pauses for a few minutes. He says, IMDb. I said, well, what'd you say? <laughs> IMDb. <laughs> so you use the website? He said, yeah, I use the website. I said, do you like the website? Yep. How would you like if it went away? Well, I wouldn't like that. I said, well, here's your choice. We're going to either block your IP address and, and make you guys pay for it at the studios. Everybody in your office, everyone down the hall, everyone's going to pay a fee. Or somebody, namely you guys, are going to buy advertising to promote the movies to the people who want to watch your movies. To buy and, and by the way, I'd done independent research on the people coming into the website in, in 1999 or 98. We had 4 million unique users that recommended movies to other people. So we had a real good audience. I wasn't bluffing there. And I said, you know, what do you want me to do? He said, leave the room. So I went out in the hallway and I'm smiling and laughing. And the assistant said, what's going on? I said, I told him we we're going to block his IP address. She's like, you didn't. I said, yeah. And I heard him get on the phone and call the ad agency. He called Matt McCann Erickson back then, which is Universal McCann now. And he had them come over from, I think, Santa Monica to, to their offices in Culver City. They showed up. We inked a deal that afternoon. Mm. And it took a little, it, it took a lot of, I was just, I, 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 I built their trust, but I told them that eventually I had to play hardball. It's like, you know, you guys, how long am I going to wait for you to do what you need to do? This, how are we going to pay for these 25 editors giving you free content? I've got to bring in the money. My people are starving. Many of them were working for free. So that's what it took. So basically, at the end of the day, you got to close. <laughs> right? Well, I got them and five other agencies found out about it and, and, and the, the other studios. And I got not only them, but all the other, like it, went, it was after that, Gordon Patterson at New Line Cinema called me after the Ira, who this guy's boss was, called me at, at Sony for another package of deals. Um, all the studios decided to buy. In addition, I already had Amazon and CPG companies, but it was my goal was to get every Hollywood studio to buy a package of six to 10 films for the year. And achieved that that year. I blew my numbers out of the door. Mm. Well, we're, we're sort of getting something like that in California, Josh, with, uh, with the regulations of, of who needs to be solar and what years it needs to happen by. Where, I mean, without, without you know, elite energy doing any of that, California is sort of uh, pressing the same buttons Michael did. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I see the, the parallels to what you were talking about and solar from what you were saying, like the internet, it seemed like 
at, how long ago was in California solar just like, what's that? Like just a brand new idea for people. It wasn't too long ago, right? No. Probably within, within the last 10 years, it's something that people were, it was, it was relatively new concept. Could be. I, it, I, I, still, I still feel it's somewhere around the 10 to 20 years. It's one of those, the Californians are always uh, a little bit pro-nature, pro-back to earth. And so alternative energy is definitely something that a set of people talked about, right? Mm-hmm. I, it, it feels like it was 15 ish, 15 plus, but it, it hadn't, uh, it hadn't been uh, regulated and put into the laws the way it is now. It's kind of interesting where, where things are going. And hadn't, and hadn't penetrated every neighborhood. I think what, what, you know, you didn't see solar 10 years ago everywhere. Now you mm-hmm. do see like, I think if, you know, you go down a street, you'll see two or three, um, it's so not when the you, whole neighborhood. It's not like Germany, right? Oh yeah. Well, when you when you inked that that deal, um, had it reached that tipping point where the internet was basically like everybody knew it was going to be successful, or was it before that? A little before. It was pre ninety nine. Oh, pre ninety nine. Okay, so yeah, it was it was still in its infancy, and yet you still were able to. Um, help people buy into the vision of it before it was like, this is absolutely what's going to be happening. And I spent a lot of time selling them vision. Selling the vision. Okay. Mm-hmm. I wasn't selling the company. I was selling the concept. I was sending them research. Like in parallel to you is like how much money you, you could save with solar, how it's more environmentally friendly, you know, all the, all the benefits. I was selling benefits. Okay. And where in the world could you reach all the people that go to movies and tell their friends to go to movies? It was very niche. It wasn't a mass sale. One of the things that I liked the most about what you said, it was, it was kind of early on. It was talking about the level of persistence that you had. Um, I, I had the, I've had the experience where I've gone and I've talked to people um, years ago, like years ago about solar specifically and they're just like, they don't want to have it. It's too new. It's too foreign to them. And then a few more people have knocked on their door since then talking about solar. And then finally, somehow I get back in contact with them. And it's just like, okay, we're ready now. We, we believe you now. We trust you. We know that this is real. We know that we're going to save money and it's going to be good. Um, but it's been either I've had to knock on their door or somebody from our company's had to knock on their door a second, third, fourth, fifth time before they actually come around and realize that it, it will make sense for them. And, and I think, mm-hmm. Michael, what's interesting when I'm hearing your story, so let me p- pull out the points that were fascinating. The, uh, Josh hit on one of them, persistence. Uh, anything you do in life, if you're, if you're not persistent, it's not going to happen, right? And because you recognize you are very early in the stages, uh, education, selling a vision, uh, getting third-party credibility, like the research reports. And the other thing is you made relationships with the people who were influencers of the people you're selling to, i.e. the admins, the gatekeepers, which is really important. Yep. And at the same time, if you recall, I started an internet trade association for internet marketing, one of the first ones on the West Coast where we had 3,000 members, including all the Yahoo and 
the big guys. And so, again, become an expert and a credible expert in your, in your, in your field. So that's just for those that don't know, the, the importance of credibility and trust is, is paramount in any business sale. And one of the things Michael did, it was, it was the internet, it was, was it IAB? Is you it, know, the Society for Internet Advancement. Isn't that a great name? Society like internet for Internet Advancement. Yeah, yeah, okay. That's SIA. So, S-I-A-S-F. Oh, got it right. Okay. And, and so you had uh, essentially, and if you're the founder of a society like that, that's successful, once again, your brand goes up, your credibility goes up, right? Well, yeah. And, and, you know, that's the whole point, right? And you also bring other people along with you. You know, we had events where Pete Escovito and Sheila E would have a party and that made people happy. And then we would have educational events, um, legislators, um, um, you know, the mayor, the governor, um, you know, and all that played in, into what we were doing, right? You know, you know, people that are experts in privacy, people were really concerned about the internet and privacy still back then I and mean, today, or now, you know, have all these social media where there's concerns over privacy. So it's nothing has changed. It's just continually. No, it's just a recognition that there is none, but, but yeah, yeah that's, that's, a, different, that's, that's a different story. <laughs> that's a different podcast. <laughs> yeah. hey, hey, Michael, do you have thoughts on if uh, translating your skill set, the stuff that you do in sort of a B2B space and how you approach it, for those who are watching who do knock on doors, whether it's solar or something else, what, do you, what, what are some of the top tips or recommendations that, that you think would, would make sense that would be appropriate for them to, to be thinking about and, and practicing? Those that don't do what? I'm sorry, I didn't. Oh, for you, those who are, um, those who are knocking on doors, whether it's for solar or some other. other whether it's business product. to business, business to consumer, or con, you know, the products. Yeah. I mean, that takes a lot of guts, right? You know, uh, picking up the phone takes guts too and calling, cold calling, cold anything takes guts. So first of all, just believe in yourself and, and realize that, you know, the most important thing is, is confidence. You can do it. It's uncomfortable. We do things daily. Hopefully you push yourself. I do. I do things daily to make, to push myself. I have a weekly list of things where I do something that I, it's still to this day where I say, I'm going to call or I'm going to contact someone at a level where I very well know that I'm probably going to get a no, but I'm okay with that. And like Josh just mentioned, he's kind of like, I call, a, I work with a company who does a, some, some sophisticated private placement insurance offshore. And I call it bookmark capital because you'll call an ultra high net worth person or contact them and they'll tell you, no, go away. I've got my people. And then they'll read an article and three years later, they'll call you up and say, hey, you know what you're talking about? I just read about it in the Wall Street Journal. And so, you know, keeping consistent, persistent, um, confident, and um, realize that you're going to get no is a perfectly good answer. No usually means not now. <laughs> yes. Like, you know, like Josh said, those people told him, no, I don't need solar. It's not necessary. Um, when I graduated from college a hundred million years ago and tried to start a solar company, I was told no and spat upon and told that, 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 that world was not needed. There was all types of other types of energy and they were right at the time because the solar cells were too expensive, but now they're not. 
So, you know, it's about timing and it's about persistence and it's about never, never, never giving up. I love that. So, so believe in yourself. The, the idea of believing in yourself and having that confidence, that confidence to get out there, to put yourself out there, to make that first contact, that second, that third, to fall flat on your face. How do you build that belief in yourself? How do you build that confidence? Well, it's not easy. Some days you don't feel like doing it, but you just do it. And it's kind of like, you know, athletics, sports, you know, I've fallen down the mountain skiing. I've wrecked on my mountain bike and it wasn't fun, but I'm better. And, um, you know, you just keep trying and, and you keep consistently, consistently saying, what could I do better? And listen, the other part is a lot of salespeople think it's about the pitch. I think it's the opposite. It's about watching the person's, how they're, are they doing this? Are they doing this? What are they doing? Are they listening to you? Pausing, letting them think. And we, I hear these pitches sometimes and I'm like, oh, I just got verbally vomited on. And, you know, the <laughs> confidence isn't there of that person. They're just spewing a pitch. It's, 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 this is about anything you're doing in sales is about people. You're interacting with a human being, trying to build their trust and trying to build, you have uh, having confidence is something that just either you, you, you build it or you have it, right? You know, I can tell you by going to an event, how people walk into the room, whether or not they're confident or not, and would be good at sales. I don't know whether they're a hunter or a gatherer, but I can tell you they can sell stuff. Some people prefer to hunt and some people prefer to farm, right? You know, and you know, there are different types of salespeople. So that's also like know yourself. If you feel like if, it's, if, it, if every day you're waking up and saying, oh, I hate cold calling or I hate make, going face to face and dealing with people, maybe that isn't the best job for you. But some people, it is the best job for you. The salespeople I've hired, they, have, they could go, they could call, they could do anything and call, you know, and it's all about feeling good about yourself. And part of that too is, is just simple stuff like health, exercise, sleep, all the base. You've got to take care. Again, that's again, leading yourself and taking care of yourself, the core, you know, your, 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 your spiritual side too, having a focus and feeling good. And I think that helps a lot with the confidence. You know, I work out five times a week. Josh, hmm. I've heard you say all these things. <laughs> yeah. well, just, the thing is, we've, we've heard it reiterated by somebody who's been extra successful, somebody who's, who's inked a, uh, how many million dollar deal was that? Well, what, the Amazon deal? The Amazon deal. I don't know if I'm allowed, I'm allowed to say that number. It no, was, oh wait, yeah. You don't need to sale to Amazon. I'm not sure I'm allowed to say the number, but it was one of the largest at the time and it was significant. Um, it was significant. So you, 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 you helped ink this massive deal. And I would imagine during that time, you were probably exercising, eating well. You probably were um, listening like the best you've ever listened in your life, I would imagine, really reading people when you would talk to them. Yeah, have to. Have to. I go. I mean, I also kind of go crazy if I don't exercise. But you know, just the anxiety of all this. this that that's the other thing is sales is full of anxiety if you let it let it eat at you. Mm -hmm. So you've got to release it through meditation and exercise. And for me, at least, I do because it's it's yeah. it's not easy. It's not easy being told no. I mean, I got told no thousands. I've been told no thousands of times. 
not only from this company, from other things. Like, no, that's a stupid idea. No, that's not going to work. No, I'm not buying it. If you're doing the right things, though, in your life, in your daily life, it kind of just rolls off your shoulders and you're able to, I guess, deal with it and able to brush it off and move forward. Right. And have some people to talk to that are sales friends. Like, you know, and there are easier things to sell sometimes. That's the other thing I've learned. I've had jobs where I'm like, I can't do this anymore. Like, you know, sometimes you got to realize that you have to fold the cards. Sometimes you have buttoned out a bad set of cards and the product or the timing isn't right. And it's okay to say, you know, maybe I should do something different. It's okay for change. And that also takes a lot of guts to say, okay, this isn't selling for me. It's selling for somebody else, but it's not selling for me. What, or, and well, what am I doing wrong? And asking someone to listen to you too. That's the other thing is like, mm. I practice my pitch with my wife, who's one of the, I think a better sales manager person than I, which our friend said our son would sell his umbilical cord back to the doctor. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's a good idea. We should sell that. Um, but you know, it's like, you know, practicing the pitch. I mean, no matter how many times you've given your presentation, you, you can improve um, from, from not only from listening to the customer. That's the other thing that helps with confidence. Like how can I adapt this? Oh, I know they're going to say this, but I've been saying this. Maybe if I said this, what would happen? Uh, so that was actually, that got me thinking about the next question. And then we got to, we're, we're, surprisingly, we, it goes by so fast. Ben Gay third was very hot and very focused on having a pitch and that pitch be said exactly as is by everybody in the company the same way all the time. So, and and what I just heard you say is, yes, the pitch is important, but you need to adapt the pitch. So what, tell me what you think about a scripted approach. How does, where does that fit in and how do you, where do you, when and where do you change it? I think scripted approach is a little old school, to be frank. Um, you know, they're, they're appropriate, but they work too. So there are certain people that need that scripted approach and they're very good at using it and I'm fine with them using it. So I've had salespeople who have, I hear the same pitch over and over and over and CEOs that I've worked with who give the same financial pitch over and over and over and it works to them. So ain't broke. Don't, don't fix it. That's number one. So nothing wrong with it. For me personally, I get bored. And I also like to, to mess with people or like add humor into the pitch or add something about them into it. So I like to mix it up and maybe that's just my own personal style. And I just, I enjoy that a little more. I like to add a little bit of spice to it a little bit of change just just because it makes it more fun and you got to have fun that's um in my in my book that's about to come out it's uh 300k at 26 it's uh it talks about that specifically how there's perfectly memorized there's perfectly ad-libbed so just like nothing pre-planned and you just go um the best way though is when you combine the two together it delivers a much more powerful message where it's customized to the person but then you have everything included that you need um i i think starting off when you're when you're first starting out when you're a brand new salesperson starting off more towards scripted is safer it's more yep. comfortable it's it's best for the inexperienced um fully ad-libbed is for the most talented, extremely just gifted people who they don't, they, they can just make it happen. 
Um, most people though are going to fall within a blend of the two. Um, and that's for me, like I'm, I'm not extremely gifted ad lib. I, I have this, this set path that I take certain things that I just, I know that this is my path that I'm going to take in the sale. It's but, extremely ad lib. I've seen work too, but it's also sometimes at a very high level and you're dealing with a whole different type of sale. When you're selling something, I think you've got to have some sort of framework around it. Framework. Yeah. That's the best word to describe it. Yeah. I agree with you. Got it. And like have fun, smile and have fun. There <laughs> you have, if the, the thing is the, the way that I feel in a sale is um, if you're not laughing, you're not smiling throughout the process, then your job's boring. Like <laughs> you need to do something to spice it up, to, to make it exciting, to make it enjoyable for both you and for the consumer. And, and, and Josh, I'll, I'll add to this and I'll add to what Michael said. It's not only if your job is boring and you can't spice it up, get a new job, <laughs> right? You got to do it, it, it. Your passion, part of the trust that you garner with somebody is, is because they see that you're passionate about what you're doing and you like what you do. And if you don't like what you do, it, it comes through. It really does. Yeah, it's true. Hey, Michael, it's, it's, uh, it's shocking to me how fast 30 minutes goes, always. And I, having known you for two decades, I, you still shared stories I didn't know. So thank you so much. I absolutely love that. Is, it, given what our show is and who the audience is and who we're talking to, is there something we should have asked you that we didn't? Or is there a way you'd like to summarize uh, this conversation? Well, I mean, I think you asked great questions. Again, I think it's all about being confident doing your best every day, you know, it's never as good or as bad as it seems. It's all about attitude. I think that's, that's the most important thing. It doesn't matter what you're doing, you know, making yourself breakfast, but it's all about attitude and you've got to get through it. No one has a perfectly great day every day. It's not lollipops and unicorns and cotton candy every day. You, you've, you're going to have some days where you're like, oh, I've got to, you know, if you're a salesperson, I've got to make another call. Well, yeah, you do. But try to find something fun about it get to know somebody and it's all about building relationships have some fun build relationships because then you realize you're not selling you're talking to people mm -hmm. i like it and, and if people wanted to reach out to you how would they go about doing that they would um just um, look at michaelcaruso.com or send me an email mc at michaelcaruso.com i'm on linkedin i'm i'm out there right? so mc my initials at michaelcaruso.com works that's my email so it's just master of ceremonies at michaelcaruso.com yeah you got it baby <laughs> josh what do you think how would you how would you summarize this show ah uh, there there's a lot of key points that came from this uh trust persistence education uh, we talked about enjoying, just enjoying your job through the process, realizing though that there's those ups and downs. Again, I, I love that about the sunshine, rainbows, unicorns, can cotton candy. Like it's not going to be that every day. And I just, I feel like sometimes for me personally, I just, I need to hear that, that, Hey, it's going to suck some days. Like it will be miserable. It'll be absolutely miserable some days. But have that confidence in yourself. Renew that confidence on a daily basis by, you know, getting rid of the, the anxieties through exercise, through nutrition, through meditation, being in touch with that spiritual side. Um, like there, there's just so many nuggets of wisdom 
um, throughout um, th this whole conversation. Like, th there's not just one thing that I can say to summarize it. There was there was a lot of wisdom, and, and thank you, Michael, for for joining us, and thank you for sharing all of that. Thank you for having me. Thank Super, you. Josh. How how do people reach out to you? Um, so you can send me an email, Josh at elitesolarpros.com, or you can um, look me up on Facebook or Instagram. Perfect, beautiful, and and for me, Michael, I. I, it's good to see you in this context because I've seen you in so many different contexts. Normally we're, we're doing something on business development in, in terms of conversations or discussion of what we're doing. And, you know, way back when I, when I was running the e-commerce the e management program at San Jose state, you were one of our teachers, right? And it was good to interact with you there and be in your classroom and, and watch you do your thing. And I think, I think the part of the stories I, I, I knew, I knew a lot of what you were doing and what you did, but the part of the stories that were fascinating and I want to, I want to fine tune is really the credibility piece. It's the, you went out of your way to find third party, well-known credibility people to be able to incorporate what they do into your pitch. Not only so, so, so here's the thing. It's sort of like if you wrote a book, you're sending your clients the book beforehand. In your case, what you mentioned were these in the B2B space, the Jupiters, the Gartners, the Foresters. These are research firms that produced reports that showed that the internet was going to be a big deal, right? And yep. so you just purchased copies of those reports and sent them out to these people. Yeah, out of right. my pocket, by the way, too, because the IMDb didn't have enough money to buy them, so I bought them. Wow, wow. See, that's, to me, you're the type of sales guy that I, that I want in any venture, at least at the beginning building stage and the bringing it to the point where it becomes routine. Once it's routine, then you're the type of guy you want to move on to the next thing, right? Well, and I manage the people and I motivate them. That's what I did there and did in other organizations. I mean, the way I look at it is if, if I can't sell the product, at least a few sales, how can I train other people to sell it? Ivory Tower doesn't work. Got it. I like it. So speaking of credibility, this week I got the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office gave AHA that a trademark. So I, <laughs> I'm very excited about that. That's cool. You put that in a frame. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, it's, uh, it's, pretty, it's pretty exciting. You know, so, you know, the tactical part is, oh, my God, we got to change all our websites, all our logos, everything. <laughs> but the, the good part is, oh, my God, how cool is this? So uh, anyhow, Michael, you were Fantastic. It, it really nice fit uh, in terms of who you are, what you do and, and what, what you bring as a human to what you do in life is so relevant to everything in the, in the door to door space. So thank you so much. I really, I really appreciate that. Mitchell, if, if somebody wants to reach out to you, how would they do that? Well, Josh, I got this new branded thing that I'm doing these days. So you know, I, I want to talk to you on the platform that's relevant for you. What you can do is go to MitchellLevy360.com. That's my name, M-I-T-C-H-E-L-L, -L, last name L-E-V-Y, 360. And when you go there, you'll see the platforms that I typically play on on social media. And so whether it's LinkedIn, Facebook, 
uh, Instagram, Snap, whatever's on there that you play on, feel free to connect to me. And that's MitchellLevy360.com. So guys, thank you. This was, uh, this was really cool. Great episode. Uh, Josh, it's just always fun to be doing this. You've completely changed my world on door-to-door selling what's going on. And Michael, you're as cool as I always remember you. Guys, thanks for joining us for this episode of Grow Your 10 and 9. See you at the next one. Take care. Bye now. Bye-bye. Thank you. This is Mitchell Levy, the AHA guy from AHA That. Thanks for listening to this episode of Grow Your 1099, where Josh Jones and I are helping to propel the door-to-door sales industry as one that's a great occupation. To learn more about Grow Your 1099, go to http colon slash slash aha.pub slash grow your 1099. And to learn more about creating and sharing your AHA moments, go to ahathat.com slash author where you can also find a link to book strategy session. You've been listening to C-Suite Radio. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>